Welcome to Spirit Driven Success. We are spirit-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, ministry leaders, and business owners coming together to reach our God-inspired goals and visions. We believe that the spiritual realm is just as real as the physical realm, and we want to access godly wisdom so we can experience increase and grow the kingdom together. If you're new to this community, welcome, and we pray that through these conversations, the Holy Spirit can lead you into new levels of growth in your faith, ministry, and business. If you are looking for further business mentorship and community, get access to our special $1 trial by heading over to spiritdrivensuccess.org. Inside, you'll get access to our live training sharing Bible-based success strategies, a free kingdom business success secrets course, and worksheets to help you reach your God-inspired goals and visions. This community is powerful, and you can get access by heading over to spiritdrivensuccess.org. Hey, what's going on? It's Adam here, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Driven Success. Today, we're going to be talking about how to market like Jesus. So if you are a CEO, an entrepreneur, if you're involved in any type of marketing for your business or your ministry, you are going to love today's episode. And if you're not, then I encourage you to still listen because we are always marketing and evangelizing a message, whether we're in business or not. So today, we're going to look at the life of Jesus and how he was as a marketer. And I just want to put things in perspective that if we were to introduce Jesus from a stage or a platform as a marketer, right, we would introduce him something like this. I'd like to introduce you to a marketing genius. He is an author that has the number one book sold in the world with 6 billion copies of his book printed in over 2,000 languages and dialects. The Jesus film is the number one watch movie of all time. And one in three people in the world today claim to be his follower. Even though many of his followers have been persecuted with social isolation, mockery, and imprisonment, his followers continue to multiply and expand today. I would like to introduce you, Jesus of Nazareth. Welcome to the stage. And everyone goes wild. I mean, those are incredible numbers. Now, He was, of course, part God, but he was also still 100% man, so it's easy to justify his results, but the reality is he still felt the pain of marketing as we all have, as he experienced radical rejection and criticism from his message, but he also got to experience the joy of getting his message across and seeing a life changed because of it. So we learned through his, his marketing that he was also very polarizing as everyone he met, he made them put a fork in the road that they could follow him wholeheartedly or reject him, but nothing in between. His entire purpose of being here on this earth was for marketing as he was here to deliver a message. So what can we learn about how Jesus marketed his message? So, you know, if you're on here and you are a business owner or an entrepreneur, part of our assignment is to get a message out to the world. Our ultimate assignment as believers is to also advance the kingdom which means that we should have some form of ministry tied to what we do. Meaning that if you have a business, you use your influence to lead more people to Christ. Or if you are a ministry leader, you're leading more people to Christ. Or if you have a job, your job is to lead people to Christ, maybe on private conversations with lunch. So, you know, no matter where you're at in the world, we all evangelize the message. But what can we learn about how Jesus did it so that we can apply it in our lives? Well, number one, Jesus evangelized to his target audience. So I don't know if you realize this or not, but Jesus didn't really target everybody. Jesus targeted the down-and-out Jewish society. 
In Matthew 15, 22 through 24, it says, A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. So that is what Jesus said, is that he was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. That was his target audience. Now, did he still heal people and do miracles and lead a lot of other people to, 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 to the way, the truth, and life? Absolutely, right? But that was his target. So my question to you is, who are you targeting as you are getting your message out? And what is the message that you are evangelizing? See, the goal is to be able to unlock yourself and be able to evangelize the message that God has given you specifically to your target audience. And I think a lot of times we don't think of ourselves as having a message to evangelize or we don't get clarity on what a message what message we're evangelizing. So we just go out there and share a lot of general information about what we do. And a lot of times it's not to a clear target audience. So your message isn't landing with anybody. So who are you speaking to and what message are you evangelizing? The second thing that Jesus did is he provided a bridge for people before he shared his message, right? He had some type of freebie, like you would call it as an internet marketing language, right? What did he do? He always healed the sick or fed the hungry or helped people with resources often before he shared his message. So he didn't just go into, hey guys, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. No, he first added value to people so that they could have uh, honor and respect for him and trust with him before he shared his message. And that's why he had Peter put his net into the water. That's why he multiplied the bread and the fish. That's why he healed sick people and then he would share the message. So he always had a bridge that led people to hear the good news. And so, you know, what bridge do you have in your business? What is your freebie essentially leading people to hear your message? You might not be doing miracles like Jesus, like Jesus did yet, okay? But what are some things that you can do to add value to your target audience so that they can have trust with you before you share the good news of your service, right? Before you share the good news of your business. I think so many times we just want to sell things, go right into it. But what is your bridge? For me and my business, what we do is we give away free discovery calls before we lead on a marketing client. So we give them value first. In our spirit-driven success community, we have a dollar trial. So we let people try our community out and then they can taste and see that it's good and then hopefully they stay. That was a believer joke, by the way. (laughs) So uh, number three, Jesus shared his message over and over again. Think about this for a second. He got rejected over and over again. People accused him of being somebody he wasn't over and over and over again. And he didn't stop. I want you to take a moment and think, do you consistently share your message over and over again? Or do you change your message often? And if so, what is your single focused message? What is the thing you're talking about over and over and over again? People should know you by what you're talking about over and over and over again. That's a great sign that we can see from the the way that Jesus got his message out there, right? So consistent. Number four. Jesus often connected intimately with others before converting them to faith, right? So a lot of times, like, you look at um, his relationship with the lady at the woman at the well, right? He sat with her, and he got to know her a little bit. He asked her questions and created space to connect. 
And so how well do you create space to connect with others you are prospecting? A lot of times we could think about the gimmicky things that will get people to take an action, right? If you're running a ministry, you could think about the flyers that you want to get out, or you could think about the, um, the events that you want to hold. If you're in business, you could think about the clients you want to get or the new customers you want them to buy your stuff. But what space are you holding for conversation? Because that's what marketing is. It's creating space to create conversation. That's, that's what marketing does is it creates conversations. That's the difference between marketing and sales. You're not actually leading to a purchase in marketing. You're leading to a conversation. The conversation leads to the purchase. So how are you creating that space in your ministry or your business or your vision? Number five, Jesus spoke bold truths. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me, right? So he did put this fork in the road that was a little bit polarizing because he made you choose to follow him or not. And people are gravitated towards boldness. They're gravitated towards truth. So what are some bold truths you feel your target audience needs to hear? Maybe if you're in nutrition, you're talking about the bold truths of a bad diet. If you are in relationship, uh, if you work with people in relationships, maybe the bold truth of people that you shouldn't be dating, right? Maybe if it's in business, you're talking about the bold truths of bad marketing, the bold truths of, of what to look out for so you don't fail in your business. If you're selling a product, the bold truths of the opposite of your product, right? What are the, what are the bold truths that are going to gravitate people to listen to what you have to talk about? Number six, Jesus didn't let the rejection of others stop him. So take a moment. How do other people's opinions of others affect you? Are you so convicted about your message that you can withstand the criticism of, of others? And that's the thing is that sometimes God holds you from releasing into your calling because, or, or releasing you from evangelizing your message. Like he keeps you the best kept secret sometimes because he knew you couldn't handle the persecution of putting yourself out there. Not yet. He's building your character and resilience, but you're not ready yet. Because if you think about the life of Jesus from the time he was 31 to the time he was 33, he was released at 31. So he only evangelized his message for two years before he got crucified. That's not a lot of time. <laughs> when you And he preached to over 60,000 people in person in two years. So when you think about how fast your message can get out when God releases you it's very fast so can you handle the criticism can you handle the heat can you handle people slandering your name right I mean whether you like him or not Joel Osteen's been a big topic lately because he just got a Ferrari and you look at how they slandered his name how could he be a real Christian I don't trust that man he's a horrible person he's taken from the church now whether you deal with that or not is not the issue whether you believe in in that or not is not the issue it's Think about Joel's perspective, getting the heat. See, he's in that position because he can handle it. So if you can't handle it, the heat, sometimes you may not be able to get released to go out. And you're going to get persecuted in a different way. Maybe not, not to the point of murder or imprisonment, especially here in the States because we're free to say whatever we want, which is a great blessing. But you will get criticism as you share your message over and over again. So that's something to be praying for, that God builds up thick skin for you. Number seven, Jesus asked for buy-in from his followers. He was proud of what he offered because it was for the best interest of the people, right? He was so, he was so proud that he asked people to give their life 
That's one of the biggest asks you can give from somebody to give you their life. And it was because it was for the best interest of the people he was able to do it. So do you believe in your offer and what you're presenting to others? Do you believe it's in the best interest? And if so, what is holding you back from going all out in your message? Think about that. God has given you a gift. It might be a product to sell right now. It might be a service to sell. It might be your gift that you're serving others with. But what is holding you back from going all in on your message? I hope that today inspired you from the life of Jesus and how he marketed. You know, he knew his target audience. He shared his message over and over and over again. He had a bridge for people. Before he shared his message, he created space to connect intimately with others. He spoke bold truths. He didn't uh, didn't let rejection stop him. And he also asked for buying from others. He wasn't afraid of the ask. And so my question to you is, is what steps of those seven steps that I covered with you today, what is a step that spoke to you that you could implement, that you could spend time maybe meditating on or bring into your prayer closet or journal about to help you get better at your marketing? I also want to invite you to our uh, Spirit Driven Success community. What's so cool is uh, we, we did a whole training on this and we created time to get to talk about how they could evangelize their message, what their message is, helping them get clear on that. If you are not a part of that Spirit Driven Success community, you've got to check us out. It's only a dollar trial. It's, it's, that's our bridge to you, right? It's a dollar. And when you get into that um, membership community, there's already pre-recorded trainings back there, but I encourage you to join us live. We go live once a month for about an hour and a half to two hours. And it's, it's so worth it because we're talking about the success secrets of the Bible. And we're also brainstorming our businesses and ideas and visions and masterminding. And so uh, I encourage you to pause the episode, go check out spiritdrivensuccess.org and just get a spot, see what it's like, and see how it can help you reach your God-inspired goals and visions. And of course, it's human nature of the mind to just be lazy and not pull out your card and to not just take the step. And it's always easy to hear that voice and say, oh, just another thing I don't have time for. But don't let that voice of contentment stop you from taking action and being in a community that's going to inspire you with other believers that are going to sharpen you because it's going to sharpen your game. There's no doubt about it. Spiritdrivensuccess.org. Hope to see you on the inside. I want to pray for you guys and uh, hope you got some value from this episode. If you have not yet subscribed, make sure to do that. Share this episode with another entrepreneur. Comment below. Give your feedback. It all helps us get ranking, which reaches more people and advances the kingdom. Lord, I thank you so much for every listener, whether they're in their car, in the gym, or in their home, Lord, that you just bless them, Lord, that you will unlock their message in the right season at the right time, Lord, that you will give them clarity on who their target audience is, what their message is, Lord, that they will not do marketing that just leads to nowhere, but they will do marketing that's effective and that produces fruit, Lord, so that their time is fruitful. I pray that you give them the boldness to be able to handle rejection and that you will give them the consistency to share their message over and over and over again, Lord, and that they may be successful in everything they put their hands to. And when somebody asks them about their success, Lord, they can give you all the credit and use their influence to bring you glory. In Jesus' name, we thank you in advance. Amen. All right, everybody. Well, have a great rest of your day. Hopefully today inspire you to get your message out to more people. And I love y'all. I will see you guys in the next episode.